So today we have a very interesting reading and a very interesting gospel, but I'm only going to have time to talk about one, I'd say. So I'll go for the reading. Uh, we will. We hear about the prophet Daniel here, uh, who is at present in exile. Okay, so the the, uh, the chosen people, God's people, disobeyed God's laws over and over and over and over and over again. That's it's it's the the, the story of most of the Old Testament from Exodus on. Uh, God revealing himself to his people, asking them to live in a certain way, asking them to obey him, asking them to please trust him. And they say yes, and then they don't. And this is just the, it's the constant cycle, the constant cycle that we see in the Old Testament. So uh, when we do this, when we, when we walk away from God, when we don't do what he asks us to do, simple and all as it may be, as we were meditating yesterday with, with Naaman, just bathes seven times in, in, in the, the jar, then you'll be cured. Uh, that's too simple, so I won't do the simple stuff. Well then, okay. Uh, then we don't have God's blessing. So as, as what unfortunately happened uh, to, the, to say, God's chosen people, the Jews, they were deported. So now the chosen people now find themselves in a foreign land. So now they have, they have no temple, they have no sacrifice, they have no leader, they have no prophet, they have no prince, they have no holocaust, they have no oblation, nothing. So they're, they're in a foreign country. They can't worship God as they were told to, as they were asked to. They can't. They're, they're, they're in, a, in, a, in a bad way altogether. But very, very importantly, uh, Azariah, when he, when he says this, or when he recognizes this, he says, now we are despised throughout the world today because of our sins. Because of our sins. So because we didn't do what God wants, because we said basically by our actions, God, I don't want you. I don't want your protection. Because of that, even though the prophets, the prophets warned the people, if ye collaborate with the Assyrians, if ye collaborate with the Babylonians, if ye do not obey God's law, ye will be invaded. I mean, they were told. Isaiah warned them. Ezekiel warned them. Uh, they, they knew it was coming. Jeremiah, but they knew this, this, they were told. But they chose to go their own way. Anyway, God, we don't need you. We'll take care of ourselves. We'll go our own way. We'll make up our own rules. We'll do what's easy. We'll do what's comfortable. We'll do whatever uh, we feel ourselves. We will not obey. We will not do what you're asking, Lord. And then if we do that, what happens is we don't have God's protection. Because he's trying to protect us and we won't listen. He's trying to guide us and we won't follow. So then what happens a right big mess. A right mess. Now, crosses can come our way even following the Lord, but these, these kind of crosses came because of not following the Lord, and they're much worse. Because they're, 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 they're our own fault. So, there's just this beautiful expression then. Uh, so, the way that God asked Jews to, 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 to pray in a way was by offering sacrifice. Okay, so this is, this is, this is similar to what we do at Mass today. Uh, the preparation for it. So they can't do this anymore. So they can't go to the temple, they can't offer sacrifices because they're now in a foreign country. They're in Babylon, modern-day Iraq. Okay? So they can't, they can't pray in the, in, in, in the temple as they used to. So what, they, what, does he, what does he decide? What does Azariah say? It's just, it's just a beautiful expression. So we can't offer all these sacrifices as we used to, but may the contrite soul, the humbled spirit, be acceptable to you. The contrite, which means like that I'm sorry, 
I'm actually, authentically, sincerely sorry. May the contrite soul and the humbled spirit be as acceptable to you as holocausts of rams and bullocks and all these other things that we used to do. Since we can't do that, may my contrite and humble spirit be acceptable to you and may it be your will that we follow you wholeheartedly. What a lovely word, wholeheartedly. Not that we believe that you exist, not that we pick and choose what we like and what we don't like, but that I give you my whole heart, that I follow you wholeheartedly. My goodness, how, how far are we from that? From following God wholeheartedly. Not to give him the leftovers of my day, not to give him the parts that are convenient, but to actually give him everything. This, this, is, what, this is what, you can see what, what they're learning through the suffering of being in exile. They're starting to learn what it means now, what, what God was actually looking for in the first place. I just want you to have a humbled heart, a contrite heart, so to be sorry, and to try to love me wholeheartedly. It's actually not that hard. It's actually not even that demanding when we consider what he deserves. Fulton Sheen, he wrote that it sounds a bit complicated. I'll, I'll, I'll say it in a complicated way and I'll simpl simplify it afterwards. But he says that an offence or a sin is proportional, the gravity of a, of, of a sin is proportional to the relationship with the person sinned against. Okay? So if at a bus stop, uh, you're standing there and someone else comes along and you say, lovely morning, and they just look at you and go, as will undoubtedly happen today, uh, no one makes conversation anymore, they'd probably rather text you. Uh, but, uh, so, so someone has ignored, has ignored you, no big deal, it happens, you didn't even know them. Okay. Uh, but if the same thing, if the same action is, say, from your husband or wife or mother, father, someone who, who knows you and should love you and is indifferent to you or sees that you're in need, sees that, that there's something up and does nothing, doesn't care enough to do anything about it, uh, or outright offends you, I mean, that's, that's a fairly broad term, but uh, then that's, that's far worse because of the relationship with the person. And that's why, like, marital infidelity is, I mean, sleeping around is bad. Sleeping around when you're married is, is, is so much worse because of the person you have now hurt, your wife or your husband, for that matter. It's so much worse because you've now hurt someone and betrayed someone that you were supposed to defend and love and protect. Same thing if there are any, whew, I don't want to get too negative, but all, you know, sexual abuse within a family, that sort of thing as well. It's bad enough on its own. It's so much worse when it's a person in your own family or someone who, who, who you trusted. So the, the, the sin gets worse. It's still bad. It's still wrong. But it gets even worse depending on, on the relationship with the person uh, sinned against. So when we take the next step then from someone, someone we didn't know at all, someone who, who we know and should love or someone who we love who should love us, now we take the next step then to a God who loves us infinitely. A God who loves us infinitely, who is love and sees us, and sees us even when we get things wrong, and sees us even when we fall, and even when we're 
when we right, make a right mess of things, who sees us even when we don't see him, even when we don't choose him, even when we reject him, even when we blame him, even when we walk away from him, who sees all of this and still continues to love us, how much love does he deserve in return? How much of our heart does he deserve in return? So when do we want to start this? When do we want to start loving the Lord wholeheartedly? Don't wait till you're retired. You mightn't get there. With the amount of chips that we eat, I'd say none of us are going to make retirement age. So when are we going to start? When are we going to start loving him wholeheartedly? May I suggest we try and start today. If not now, then when? Can I suggest, and I'm saying this to myself as well, that we try to love the Lord wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly. So in my prayer time, in the way we receive Holy Communion, during Mass, in my work, which obviously makes up the bulk of our day. The bulk of our day is, is working, not, not prayer. But then to turn our day, to turn our work into something prayerful. To turn our, 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 our time cutting grass or laying blocks or in an office or whatever it is. Turn that into prayer. Offer it all up. Do it all for his greater glory. In as much as we can remember. Put some screensaver on your phone that reminds you to do this. Otherwise... I don't know about you, I get easily distracted. I'm very much a squirrel kind of a guy. <laughs> so, so I have to remind myself, remind a little post-it on the screen. All for love of you, Lord. To be reminded, Lord, that, that you delight in me. That you delight in me. Even though I'm imperfect and distracted and sinful. and You delight in me. And if you do, well, my goodness, I mean, how, how should I respond to that? By loving you wholeheartedly. So let's try it. Let's do it. Let's start now. Let's start now to love the Lord as he deserves to be loved. And now we put our whole heart into following you. Into fearing you, which means loving you and seeking your face once more. Treat us gently, as you yourself are gentle and very merciful. Grant us deliverance worthy of your wonderful deeds. Let your name win glory, Lord. Lord, today, may we love you wholeheartedly. May we love you more deeply than yesterday. May we do our, love, may we do our work out of love for you more consciously than yesterday. Lord, may we take a step towards you and towards your sacred heart today. May we give you the love that you deserve. Amen.